What's up, listeners and supporters of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast? We need some help from you, and it won't take up too much of your time. As we grow, we always want to hear your feedback, so take a minute or two to fill out a short, anonymous survey. The survey link is right in the episode notes for this podcast. It's easy and takes less than five minutes. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Hey, I'm Michelle Yu, and you're listening to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. From the Gotham Podcast Studios, it's episode 55 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Brian Fonseca, yes. Dexter Henry yes. here to talk about things going on in the world of sports. And double hip-hop. nickel. The double nickel episode. I do not like the term double nickel. <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan. You should understand why I don't like it. I was going to put Jordan on our that. list. I was going to put Jordan on our list for that one game. But that wouldn't have made sense. Are you stupid? <laughs> Did he wear number 55? <laughs> No, what was that? Oh, no. really? We're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna drop. Episode. What did he wear? Not forty five. Twelve. No, he was wearing forty five. No, no, game. I know he wore forty five, but he wore twelve for one game. Did you hear about this in you, basketball? Yeah, like did, no, I just, I'm gonna look this know. up. He he got his jersey got robbed right right before a game, so he came out in a number twelve jersey. I'm pretty With sure with no I name that on right. the back. I think so. Something like that. It was weird. Okay. Yeah, number twelve jersey. Once wore number twelve with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right I did now. Not, I actually did not know that. So when he came out of retirement, and this is when he wore uh, 45 or whatever, yep. he also wore number 12. I think it was that same season. So let me see. I do not remember that. He did wear 45 in double A. Where the hell is I don't remember actual? that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his jersey. Okay. Uh, but this is from Sports Illustrated. But number 23 did miss one game that season, although Jordan did not. Uh, on the Valentine's Day, MJ wore number 12 instead of his iconic number. The sequence of events surrounding the jersey swap are not entirely clear, but a few details seem plausible in retrospect. Of the people familiar with the event who spoke to SI.com, there was an agreement on some basic points. Um, it is believed that his jersey was stolen. They did not have a backup number 23, so they had a number 12 with no name on the back, and he wore that number 12 with no name on the back. How did the Bulls not have a backup number 23? I know, for the for the best player ever or whatever. How do um, you not have it for everybody? Like nowadays, everybody has a backup jersey in case it gets ripped or something like that. How did that not happen? Apparently, and this will surprise absolutely no one, over the course of 47 minutes, he scored 41 of his 43 he scored 21 of his 43 shot attempts for a game high 49 points uh chicago led in double digits by the third quarter this was against the orlando magic and uh yeah they won 135 to 129 in overtime jordan jordan had almost 50 well see you learned something on the ain't hard to tell podcast but i still think it's stupid that brian (laughs) actually wanted to give jordan 55 (laughs) for a jersey number he didn't wear now give just to mess with you yeah i told you i had one ready yeah okay You're you're a, you're a troll. You're a troll. No, nobody cares about. Hey, but at least I'm not an actual troll like some reporters out there. Yeah, we and we know who they are. Mm, I wonder who you're talking about. <laughs> Although I think sometimes Brian could be could becoming that reporter. Okay, that sound is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> really uncomfortable. And as we know, this will probably be used in a future soundboard clip <laughs> later because Brian has too much fun with the soundboard. Too much fun. That, yeah, that's probably what he did. It. He, made, he did it like extra long. Oh, you already make know. Sure get, make sure that he can uh, use it later. Don't get herpes. You're way too. You're, <laughs> look, you, you, you're, you're becoming a doing too much all star. That's what you're becoming. <laughs> that's what you're, no, no, no. Nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that. Anyway, what people haven't asked for is a lot of. There's been a lot of foolery going on in the world of sports lately. A lot, the past weekend from the time we're recording this, uh, a lot has gone on. Brian and I both checked out the Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Checked out. I was studying. Uh, Fury <laughs> fight, which was interesting to say the least, and had another decision that had me annoyed with boxing once again. I, I feel like I start to really, you know, I always love the sport, and then I have these moments where I'm just like, Annoyed with boxing, yeah. and typically this always happens to come on what I call a BS draw, yeah. which it generally tends to happen with that on a big fight night 
that is supposed to transcend just typical boxing fans and is supposed to, you know, be mainstream, which it was, much like yeah. the Canelo Triple G fights. Yes. And, well, that was problematic in itself, too. Both we, results. We also are going to talk. We do not talk much of this on this podcast. But Brian even brought up to me that he wanted to talk a little college football and a little college football playoffs. <laughs> and I have a beef with Brian, if you, want to say, if you want to say that. Brian's laughing because there's really no real beef. But if you want to say oh that God, something. That scares me. No, it doesn't scare me. <laughs> No, it doesn't scare me. I, a little bit of something I say, and and I would like to start. I will kick off to that. And I'll say why I, I like the college football playoff. I like the system that's intact, and also why I have a bit of disdain for bowl games in general. And I think most of them are absolutely there. Will probably agree pointless um, at all. So whatever we, we 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 know what it's about. And we're also going to touch upon right before this podcast. I found out something interesting about Brian and the fact that he does not like mayonnaise. And vice versa, that you don't like pancakes. No, 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 no. No, no you don't no, like no. syrup on oh, pancakes. pancakes. Okay. Yes, let's yeah, not. Yeah. Let's, don't get it twisted. I'm the one that thinks pancakes are overrated. Which but anyway. Which you're ridiculous It's for. just bread. No, All right, whatever. No, 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 no. Let's just, some people love bread. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, the bread lovers out there are like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh, syrup lovers out there are probably like, what's wrong with this guy too? Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. All right, let's, let's, kick, let's kick it off with the fight, man, because- uh, the Wilder Fury fight. I think both of us had the same vibe on this mm-hmm. that we were not uh, excited about this fight. We we oh I was I was kind of looking ahead. I wanted to see uh, Wilder versus Joshua. That's the fight. I not see, see. I was more I was excited for this because I remember I told you this before. And for those of you who don't know, I cover a lot of boxing, especially when it comes to this area. Deontay Wilder, that is relevant because Deontay Wilder comes here a lot. Another programming note that we should also add for those of you that don't know, Brian likes violence. (laughs) Just wanted to add that. (laughs) So basically, with Deontay Wilder, I always found that Tyson Fury, while you can argue that Anthony Joshua is the best heavyweight, in which he's not, but with Tyson Fury... (laughs) I think that he is the tougher matchup for Deontay Wilder, which we saw on Saturday when they fought because of his style. No other heavyweight could move like him. And he's also a couple inches taller, which is relevant because, you know, Wilder, as we saw in the fight, is very much a headhunter and was looking up at Tyson Fury for the Mm -hmm. duration of that fight. So I thought stylistically it was a little more problematic for Deontay Wilder. For those of you who don't know, it was a controversial decision, which was called a draw. And with Tyson Fury... Probably should have won the fight by many accounts. Uh, Clarissa Shields, Jamel Hill, uh, and who else being the exception? There was somebody else. But, yeah, I thought well, you and I both had the same score. You and I both had Tyson Fury winning 114 to 112, yep. which would indicate that he won eight rounds, losing four. We both gave, obviously, the two rounds where Deontay Wilder had knockdowns. Uh, round nine and round 12. Those are the rounds I had. 10-8 to Wilder. And then early on, this is where I saw, because some people said that, oh, Tyson Fury shouldn't have lost any rounds outside of those two. But in the first three rounds, not much really went on. And I felt like Deontay Wilder did edge out a couple of those, a little more aggressive. And I felt like he did land mostly the more meaningful shots. I think in round one, Fury had like a late rally, but I didn't think it was enough to steal the round. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, But Tyson Fury dominated rounds four through eight, and he also was better late outside of getting knocked down and those rounds where Deontay Wilder looked like he almost put Tyson Fury away. Now, yes, and I want to talk about that. I thought he was out. In the final round where I thought uh, Wilder almost put Fury away, Yes, the two-piece that he caught him with, Yeah, and I saw Fury on the ground. I didn't think he was going to get up. Yeah, I don't know how that man got up from that. Because if I got, well, I don't want to get hit by Deontay Wilder. Right. But if I did get hit like that, I could damn sure tell you I wouldn't even try to get I'd probably up. be dead. Yeah, I want that. I, I might be dead. That's you know? definitely true. Yeah, like. And, but if anybody hit you like that with that ferocity, and we're not, even if it was comparable to your weight, it right, would yeah. be, even if you just go to that level, it was vicious. I thought he was done. But the way what, he dropped. The way he dropped. But what I thought was interesting after that is, okay, Wilder, we've seen this from Wilder. We've seen this late kind of performance um, from him when he was struggling. Yeah. I remember texting with Ryan during the Luis Ortiz fight. Yeah. And Ryan told him, like, look, he's not done. I was in done. my seat, like, yo. No, he's not done. <laughs> he can still have, he has this kind of ability. He's shown this before. So I like seeing that from Wilder, even in a fight where, again, 
he was down. This isn't like the Ortiz fight where he's down after six rounds. This was he was down after 11, 12 rounds. Yeah, yeah most of the twelfth round. Yeah, and he comes and shows this. Wilder then tries to finish him off. It's not like he didn't go to finish him off mm-hmm. once Fury got back up, but he was gassed. Yeah, and he could not do it. And you saw that this took everything out of Wilder. When, bro. when you're swinging and missing a lot, yes. that tends to happen. And yes. that's where I was a little disappointed with Deontay Wilder in terms of like he was really telegraphing his shots, cocking back a little too much, and more so just going overhand where I felt like, man, the way Tyson Fury was dipping his head in there, if Wilder just threw one uppercut, just one uppercut, and just made him think he didn't have a right uppercut that entire night, so he looked very, very one-dimensional as Tyson Fury wanted to make him look. Um, Tyson Fury obviously clearly outboxed him, but Wilder being the harder puncher, we saw the difference that it made in round nine and round 12 where really, again, he almost put him away, and I give him credit for that. Yeah, so. I got to give him some credit, although I'm like you. I'm also disappointed with Wilder's performance. I thought he wasn't aggressive. Simultaneously impressed with Tyson Fury being that he just came back not that long right. ago after the long, long layoff where he, you know, uh, he beat Klitschko and then he did all the drugs and then was like 400 pounds or whatever it was. He told Joe Rogan it was crazy. So he got in shape and did all that. And for someone who obviously had the worst body of the two, could move like he was a lightweight, I was surprised how well he was moving. And I'm not a big Tyson Fury fan in the taunting, which was I had to find hilarious. He's a little cornball, but while he was doing the taunting, it was kind of funny. But Wilder could not hit him. He could not. He kept missing. Um, He was wild, like you said. Didn't come with the uppercut. But we could talk about how we were disappointed in Wilder. We could talk about all that. But I was disappointed with the judges. Yeah, That's who I'm most disappointed with, and this is sometimes what ruins things in boxing. Brian said before, we both texted and we had this 114-112. Brian and I usually very much in line on things when we're scoring these these fights. We usually much. much, like we see it the same way, and I feel like you had to be blind if you didn't see this. This is the one that really got me. The voter, uh, voter, excuse me, the judge, that had this 115 to 111 for Wilder. How? His name is Alejandro Rochin. Yes, I, I believe he's a the boxer that was from Mexico. Rochin. How did you see this? It, how You're telling me that in what fight were you watching where Wilder won more rounds than Fury? Damn. I'm rooting for Wilder. <laughs> Right. I'm always rooting for everybody black, but I'm rooting for Wilder. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to root for everybody. No, that's not true. I, I know what you mean. I'm rooting yeah. for them to do good until they do stupid things and they're like Kanye and then I'm not. Right, right. Um, that's just a clap. But 115-111 he gave Deontay Wilder. Yes. Which would mean mathematically that he lost five rounds. He <laughs> won seven. Yo. Right? No, man. Which is not as outrageous when you hear it on the surface, but when you watch the fight, you're like, like how no. could you come to this conclusion? Yes. Whereas the other judge, 114, I think it was 114, 112. I think it was our 114, score. 114, And then the other judge obviously had a draw, otherwise you would have been in this predicament. Um, I remember seeing the draw, and I was like, you know what? I honestly can't kill the draw. That just means that, in the case of Deontay Wilder, you're giving him five rounds, which I think you could if you give him every single round he possibly could have gotten, which would be the two rounds he got the knockdown and rounds one to three. That's pretty much it. That's what or maybe doing. maybe one of those rounds and, in the middle, I'm not sure. But that I, I don't have a huge gripe with. If they all had 113-113, I'd be like, man, I thought Fury won, but I can't kill it necessarily. I wouldn't kill it, but I think what you're probably doing, that boxer, that excuse me, that voter, if I keep saying voters, I'm talking about elections too much lately. That judge, <laughs> um, I've been having a lot of which is a, which is another it's problematic. Uh, yeah. Th- yes, that judge. I think um, I wonder how much that judge weighs in what he saw in the twelfth round, right? And how bad he sees Fury get knocked down and giving some cr- credit to Wilder for coming back here. Well, I'm looking at the scores right now. So interestingly enough, the one fifteen one eleven card has, which is Alejandro, our boy. Uh, has Deontay Wilder winning the first four rounds, which is interesting in itself. Having no. Tyson Fury winning five, six, and seven, probably the rounds where Tyson Fury looked the best, uh, more or less, because that was when the tide was really turning into his favor. Not that it wasn't, but you know. And then gave eight and nine to Deontay Wilder, nine, uh, 10 and 11 to Tyson Fury, and then gave 12 to Wilder. Nine and 12, again, the rounds that Wilder actually had the knockdowns. So, 
And the first knockdown was a weak knockdown. It was not. Uh, a, it a looked great... like he more so caught Tyson Fury off balance. balance yes. Um, here are the scorecards. Let me just send that to you. Uh, but yeah, so it looked like he just caught Tyson Fury off balance. But still, he got hit on the top of the head and he did fall. It was a legitimate knockdown. Uh, unlike, I mean, not not unlike what uh, this was. This was crazy. A little bit before that, I was watching Adonis Stevenson, who actually uh, yeah. prayers up for him. He's in a coma right now because of that fight. Uh, he got knocked out and lost his title after like 10 successful title defenses. But I think it was to open the second or third round. It was to open a round early. He got tagged with a straight right hand and got clearly knocked down. And the referee ruled it a slip. And I think the referee was just not paying attention. That was bizarre. And I just wanted to point wow. that out there. That's crazy. The things you see in boxing are crazy. And I keep going back to this. I'm going to say this again because I tweeted it out again after the fact. We need 11 round title fights. All right, take off the 12 and just have 11. I don't care about tradition. I told David Diamante this a long, long, long time ago when we had him on the podcast before we kind of blew up a little bit, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say blew up a little bit, but I'm just joking. But <laughs> we need 11-round title fights. Why? It's just simple mathematics, man. You have an odd number of rounds, you're going to get fewer draws. UFC, MMA, they don't have this problem where guys are getting draws left and right. Because for whatever reason, and this is probably imperfect, but they still run by the 10-point must system, the same one that boxing runs into, right? Mm -hmm. The same one that boxing sort of enforces. But with MMA, you have three-round fights. And in title fights, you have five-round fights. You don't have the same sort of decisions that happen in the sport of boxing right. to this degree. Whereas in boxing, you have an even number of rounds. So guess what you're going to get on a lot of scorecards? An even score. If there were no knockdowns in a fight, you're going to get a lot of scores that are 114 to 114. Whereas in an odd number, you're going to get 104, 103 or something like that. If it's 11-round title fights. I don't understand why we don't do that other than, you know, oh, it's tradition and we got to keep it the way it is. Like, no. Yeah, I felt like when we asked David Diamante on when we had him in that episode. He said tradition. tradition. Right. And I'm like, bro, tradition is so overrated in every sense. NCAA, colleges in general. I agree. Uh, I, I, yeah. uh, the, the, the way that, um, that, that public relations were adhered to the beat reporters before other reporters just because they're the beat guys and they have name affiliation with certain companies and things like that as opposed to, you, you know. Got, you got somebody you want to talk about there? As opposed to the lower tier <laughs> websites and things like that. And sometimes the perception of that lower tier may not actually be the lower tier. Yeah, sometimes that lower tier is a bigger following. Yep. I'm not the following always matters but it matters to some degree yeah but i'm just you know but i'm just saying i'm just saying it's, uh, brian had a lot to get off his chest there yeah can anybody tell yeah he had a lot to get off his chest there you mad no i'm good you sure i'm good you good i'm good you got what you can say <laughs> off your chest i'm as happy as tyson fury so yeah. how happy you was Yo, after I, that draw man i never seen somebody so happy after a draw and you know why because he knows he got another payday coming that's yeah. why he's happy yeah and also there, there's something to be said for his his spirituality he 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 really finds uh no he really finds um what's it called a uh, happiness with that so does that as yeah, well I mean I respect that and I felt like his energy after the fight towards Wilder was cool like I gotta respect that no I I that's the thing too coming away from it like it it the decision is what it is and Tyson Fury should have won but I am glad that there was that uh, level of respect to almost overshadow the poor decision and I do hope that. They do a rematch, and it's bigger, and I hope that we see a better version of Deontay Wilder. I know we're going to see a better version of Tyson Fury. What disappoints me here, and and then we'll move on, is just that I'm disappointed that we quickly do not get to Wilder versus Joshua, which is what the people want to see. Yeah, but Eddie Hearn is not allowing Anthony Joshua to fight Deontay Wilder anyway. But this is why boxing is corny. Yeah. We can't get the fights. This is why I'm starting to like MMA more. I've been telling you this. I haven't gone that far. Not starting to. I like MMA more right now. We can't get to the fights you want to get, which I give MMA credit for doing. You seem like you get the fights that you want to see. Israel Adesanya Um, versus Anderson Silva just got announced. But you don't get this in boxing. There's a lot of delaying all the time there's a lot of posturing i understand all the money that's involved you get and it makes when you know all that it makes you wonder if decisions and draws like we saw here are legit or just part of the game to keep stretching this out so that you people who decided Mm -hmm. to pay the 79.99 or whatever will pay more and buy into the hype we saw this with triple g canelo i believe that was drawn out to make it a multi-fight deal 
And I think a lot of times... You don't got to look further than Oscar De La Hoya for that one. There's a lot of BS behind the scenes, and this is what is problematic with boxing. Give the people the fights that they want. In other things going on in sports that's crazy, last couple years, everybody's getting crazy about the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who should go in? Before this was implemented a couple years ago, there was a lot of debate about should there be four teams? Should there be eight teams? I was somebody at first who was on the side of, oh, we should get eight teams in there. And then I kind of came down to the four. And I like the system. I've loved how the system's worked out. I think for the most part they get, they've gotten the four best teams in there. Of course, there's somebody that's going to complain every year that they didn't get in that was number five. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody who's going to complain. However, um, I think this year they got the right teams in. Um, I watched a little bit on Championship uh, Saturday, if you want to see. Brian does not agree with me. He thinks there's one particular team that should have had the well, chance to be in le- here. Let me, I let don't me, disagree. I, I completely disagree. Let me drop down a little bit. What what I'm saying is that I'm not saying that that fourth team is not deserving or whatever, but one of the points I made to you was that I've sort of flipped. I thought that eight teams would be too much, and we already know football is barbaric. So I'm thinking, all right, maybe now you can make this work. And I feel like they're eventually going to go to eight teams because why? Everything we know with the NCAA is about money. Nah, man. It's I bad, think it's a bad idea. I think it's they're going to do. It. I think they're going to go in that direction eventually. I think they're going to go to eight. I can see it for the reasons you said. I just don't think it's good for the sport. Just keep it at four, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's not not good for the sport. You know what I'm saying? Like because I think that now it would be interesting this year. So looking at the college football playoff rankings, what it you would have Alabama versus Central Florida. Who wants to see that? I want see. Here's the thing. But I think I sort of I sort of sympathize with Central Florida in this way. It's like look. Und- last year, they went undefeated, and then they beat Auburn at the very end, right? Auburn, who was the seventh-ranked team in the country. In and bu- this year, they weren't supposed to be that good. And they went undefeated again. See, here's the I'm problem. like, I understand Here- strength of schedule, denying a power conference, but they went undefeated again. I would like to see them in the playoffs. But, but what you did last year has nothing to do with this year. It, but I'm saying that they should be at least in better standing in terms of the committee or in higher consideration. I don't think they should be under Michigan in the well, rankings. Why? They play nobody. Why should they be in better standing? They went undefeated. Against who? who and they beat, they beat Auburn last year, so they at least have some level of track record where they can beat a high-level team. They're going to beat LSU. This is what goes They're going to beat LSU. They shouldn't this, be playing LSU. They should at least be playing uh, Georgia. Who cares? They're playing a meaningless bowl game. I'm supposed to be happy because they beat Auburn in a game that matters. You know what Auburn did? They showed up because they didn't care. Well, I'm because not. Because they're Auburn. I don't know. They didn't care. It was a close game. They fought. Did they? Yes. Did they really? I was watching like, that like game. Like Auburn off a of talent can sleepwalk and play with UCF. Yeah, yeah, they can. Talent doesn't always win in football. Yeah, yeah they can. It's not like basketball. It's a yeah, little different. It's a little they, different. They, Auburn just had to show up. Football is a little more like, you know. I'm, here's the thing. I think most bowl games are meaningless. I think they should get rid of all the other bowl games well, I'm and with, just I'm, keep the, the playoff games. Who I'm with, cares? I'm with, I agree with – I mean, well, I agree to a point. You really don't want to see the Popeye's Bahamas Bowl? No. <laughs> no. Didn't even Popeye's Bahamas Bowl, man. No, no. <laughs> Do you remember who played in it last year? No. Tulsa and somebody else, I'm pretty sure. Who, but who cares? What about the Pinstripe Bowl? I, no, <laughs> no. I went to the Pinstripe Bowl a couple years ago when Pitt played Northwestern. I remember. And it was freezing This cold. year's going to be Miami-Wisconsin. You down? No. <laughs> um, and it's like 20 years from now, I'm not going to remember and be like, oh, man, I, I forgot when I saw – you know who lost the game for us? The Peterman. <laughs> the Peterman. <laughs> the Peter- I was there to see the beginning of the Peterman, okay, <laughs> and see what he did – there now was that me- was that memorable? No, the only reason I remember it is because the Peter Man played in that game. That's the only reason I'm going to remember it. But you, but the thing You're, is, you can't use you can't have supporting evidence you, be a meaningless bowl game. The problem as to why UCF should be in this one. See, not all bowl games are meaningless. At nah, least they're only they're to, only they're, they're to only, to people like us because I'm with you in agreement that I'm with you in agreement that with bowls, yeah, there probably shouldn't be as many. But we all know what that's about. It's about money. And at the end of the day, this is why I think they're going to eventually expand to eight teams because of money. I think that's going to be the leading factor because it's the leading factor in all NCAA business matters. Here's the thing. 
I want to see the best teams play. You get to see the four best teams play. I don't want to see Alabama destroy UCF. I don't What's think they the would. Point? I don't think they would. If you're going to go eight, then I should feel like maybe you should give the top two teams a bye. Nah, but then you would go six. Yeah. Then it'd be three, six, six. Actually, and four, right. five. It would be three, six, four, five. Yeah. I think it's perfect to four. I don't think there's any need to expand mm. it. But you know what it is, though? Why, look, because here's the thing, though. Now you're going to get into one and two lost teams sometimes in some years. Well, Central Florida goes undefeated. Evidently, that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but you know you know what? Who's better? Uh, you said the Michigan shouldn't be ahead of them. Yeah, they should. I don't think they should. Yes, they should. I don't think they should. They absolutely should. I don't think they should. Michigan is but in- we're, we're picking semantics, 7 and 8, but I don't think they should. And look, if you had an 18 playoff, you think- you'll probably get a couple more of those conference champions that would be in there. And I'm, I guarantee you, you're going to have an upset the, the at some is, level. The, I guarantee at you. At the end of the day, do you think, and the committee did not think this, do you think Michigan is a better team than UCF? I say yes. I think Central Florida. I think Central Florida could beat them. No, I think Central Florida could beat them. No, I think uh, they could. No, I think they could. No, I think you're. I think you're t- grossly underestimating how bad. I mean, bad is. You're grossly harsh. overestimating how, bad how good AAC some of these is. power conference teams are. Nah, man. Compared nah. to the mid-major nah. monsters. Yeah. UCF. Uh, yeah, you keep. <laughs> you keep. Yeah, you keep loving that UCF. No. That's Shaquem no. Griffin. No. <laughs> No. He was killing college football last year with one hand. Okay. <laughs> okay. That doesn't mean they belong in the playoff. You know you what know, they you, you know what they should do? You know what my problem is what? with college football and division one football in general? You want Besides that, the fact that then don't have you know what UCF should do if they want to get in the playoff? Go schedule a big time power conference. This goes to the power conference too, so I'm not gonna kill UCF for this. Go schedule a game against a big power conference, and this is for all the big power conference schools. I see my school do it. Don't play these Division Two A teams in the beginning of the season. That doesn't matter because if Mich- if UCF had a game on their schedule every year, that could you could say, oh man, you know what? They went and played or hung it close, and even if they had one loss with a Big Ten team or SEC or ACC team or even a Pac-12 team or Big 12 team, I might say, you know what? They were battle tested. Let me see what they could do against one of those teams. I don't know. Well, then, you, then I want to say they deserve to play Alabama. My thing with that is that when you're scheduling, that's like years in advance. So I'm going to actually pull up who they're Stop playing next playing year. Stop playing these Division Two. Well, every, everyone does that. And I don't, but it's I, stupid. No, Stop it. I, I, I agree. Stupid. My alma mater, St. Francis, is playing two Division Three schools on their schedule this year. St. Joseph's and somebody else. For basketball, they do not have a football team. Just want to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that's stupid also, but I understand wins are wins. You got to get them while you can, right? Nah, but man. The, that division, that no, I I, I agree with you. What other sport would we would we be okay with this? Not to mention another thing that should be taken seriously, Matt, is the injury factor. And people have, I need to look. This at is it. why I think college football you only need ten games in a season. Well, That's al- well, also how? Listen, have you looked at some of these games where these top Division One schools are playing these Division Two A schools and? These kids Alabama are so much year. smaller than these kids. And look at some of these kids that have gotten injured. Hey, shout out to HBO Real Sports. They did a really great piece on this. I believe it was last year about this, and it was fantastic. And what the injury rate is for some of these kids that are literally putting their life on the line for some of these smaller schools. Central Florida uh, was supposed to play at North Carolina this year, and that got canceled. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see what they could have done against so, the ACC So that school. that would have been but I think that was because of uh was it a hurricane? Yeah, the hurricane. It was yeah, actually yeah, yeah. the hur- uh, hurricane uh Florence. They did kill one ranked team and that was Cincinnati. They killed them by 25. They also beat Pitt by a lot. I you're 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 Panthers. They're actually going to play at Pitt next year. At at Pitt who actually was in the A uh, CC championship game who actually showed and showed, didn't show up and looked like how, they had no business being there. How do you feel about that in terms of the you know the east playing the west or whatever like the two division i don't think you'll be a fan of that no i'm not a fan of it because you, you want one and two for each conference yes, right it's not i the, agree it's not the two best teams i understand why they did it in certain places like the sec and it kind of generally works out there it always seems to work out there yeah but because i think it's just so much more of a stacked conference but the acc which is not that great of a power conference in terms of uh, football, oh, but kind of tries to act like it is right but it's really not it's really <laughs> been clemson's conference for like the last um, yeah, Mi- Miami tried last year, and, and but Miami was legit last year in trying that when they got to the championship. Yeah, but game. they fell off quick. Pitt, Pitt this year, uh, after a, a tough start, started in you know, losses to North Carolina, losses mm-hmm. to UCF, started going through uh, the division and got there 
and then looked good because they were rolling at like five wins in a row. Then they play Miami, who had a, you mentioned had a down year, and they looked awful. And that just continued against Clemson. I turned that game off after halftime <laughs> because I knew they had no shot of winning that game. They had no business being in that game, and it showed. And just to put a bow on you this. You know who else has no business being in the, in the game? UCF. Well, just to put a bow on this, I just want to point out that UCF, if they go undefeated next year, uh, it will be a little bit tougher because their schedule is slightly tougher, although they do have Florida A&M. But other than that, they are going to play home against Stanford, and they are going to play at Pitt, who will be better next year. Both teams, Pitt and Stanford, who play each other in some bowl game that I don't even know which bowl game it is. The only reason reason I know this and probably will watch it is because I'm going to watch it with my cousin, who's a Stanford alum, and I mentioned to her, and we're both going to probably watch together. Outside of that, I pretty much can care less about these meaningless co- – I don't even know what game that Pitt, is. Pitt is 7-5. and five. They shouldn't be in a championship for a power conference. I agree. Like, this is so weird. I, too. They're I playing in They're playing in Sun Bowl, which from my understanding is actually a pretty good bowl, and it's one of the New Year's uh, six. So it's going to be on New Year's Eve at 2 p.m. It's because it's Pitt and Stanford and the names of the schools that will get there. More, more, most of Stanford selling that. Do I care? Like, I mean, who's going to remember – Oh, remember that time we won the Sun Bowl championship? That mean that meant yeah, but nothing. Y- yeah, but you know the college has got to make money off the kids and not give the kids any money. Yeah, but I understand that. It's like that, <laughs> you I know what I mean? Like I that. understand that. What I always never understand is I got to argue with one of my other cousins uh, a little while ago. The people who actually act like these bowl games matter. Stop it. Nah, they don't matter. They, they mean I nothing. mean, you know, they're fun to watch if, like, you no, know, oh, they have they have a senior or a guy who's going to nope. enter the draft and it's his last game and things what's, like what, that. What's like, the difference? Why, why, that, that, why don't you get excited about exhibition? A spring training baseball games. Oh, I don't care about a lot of this. That, I don't understand I'm, how anybody gets. Excited but I'm about saying, this. like, you know, with with that sort of thing, and you know, people, people like fans, for example, oh, the Jets could use this guy, or the Giants could use this guy, so they watch it for that element of it. No, but not. at the end of the day, you, you can go, enough. you can go on YouTube and find the rest of that. But you know, at the end of the day, the NCAA is greedy, and they're going to continue these bowl games. You have you have 500 teams playing in bowls. Yeah, like right. like not not. Literally 500, although that might also be true. But you have six and six teams getting to bowls, and we're going to start seeing them in about a week or so. Well, you guys keep watching those games where NCAA is profiting off of you guys tuning in to mediocre football. Yeah, I'm not. Go Central Florida, though. Okay, (laughs) whatever. In terms of going away and getting out of here. Central Florida is also in Orlando, so that's one of the cities I like. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know you're disdain for other parts of Florida. Yeah. Understandably so. Outside of Orlando and Miami, I'm cool. Tampa's nice. Tampa's a really oh, well, good city. Yeah. I, like yeah, Tampa. yeah, yeah. I haven't really been to Tampa. City. I've been through Tampa. Tampa's really nice. I've also been through Jacksonville. St. Petersburg, Tampa area is really nice. Jacksonville, I just had a conversation with somebody about Jacksonville. Um, and how Jacks will always hear about how interest, interesting it is. Uh, Brian Lewis, uh, friend friend of the program that is a beat writer for the Post for the Nets, yeah, uh, and used to work in Jacksonville, has always told me how interesting Jacksonville is. Mm. But a lot of interesting things happen in Florida, and a lot of those things start with Florida man. We could just leave it at that. <laughs> Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Speaking of interesting things, found out that Brian, interestingly enough, all right, I'm gonna Does pass. Not I'm gonna pass Astrid to Mike here. Astrid's gonna get Astrid, our uh, wonderful <laughs> photographer, is gonna get in on this. Brian, I found out does not like Brian. Found out I found out something about Brian Mike regarding check, a condiment, check. and I found out something about and Brian found out something about myself regarding a condiment. Brian does not like mayonnaise. It's now gross. here's the thing. You know, you know, I, I don't want to preface this by saying this. It's not gross. That's number one. But I want to preface it by saying. That I don't want to be the person that gets on somebody because people get on me for the thing that comes up that I don't like that Brian's going to mention. And they act like it's the biggest, worst thing. Oh, 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 I thought you were going to say what I thought mayonnaise looked like. But okay. Ew. 
Um, so really, just, man? Like, that's, so that's what pops nasty. in your mind when you're having some mayonnaise? So that's just nasty. So that's no. just nasty. You're nasty. <laughs> you're nasty. Your mind is nasty. Yeah, really? Oh, I'm going to have this mayonnaise. and This is a PG show, guys. Come on. No, uh, really? you know, but you have to mention that. <laughs> this is a show full of Brian's immaturity. That's what, it's, that's what it is. Oh, the mayonnaise. Stop. The mayonnaise looks like ejaculation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't take it. I can't spread it on my sandwich. It doesn't look great. No, that scares me. <laughs> no, it scares you. That's that's the problem why you won't eat it. Please tell the world why you think you do not like mayonnaise. I just don't. I don't like the taste of it. That's fine. Too. Period. See, and here's the thing, people. That's really it. You can be. I can be okay with that. Yeah. You don't have to like the mayonnaise. No, I, I I think like my dad loves mayonnaise, and he's kind of like you, where he puts it on pretty much anything. But I, I I'm cool. I'm all good. I'm, I'm, I, I don't like the taste of it, but I'm also not a big condiment person. You know what I mean? Like I was telling you about how I eat sandwiches, and I don't even put like a lot of people put ketchup on their burgers. I don't do stuff like that, or even sandwiches or whatever. Why? Like I'm good. Condiments, I think, are a bit overrated in American they are. food culture. They are. Like people, I think there's over condimentation. I didn't even know I was gonna say condimentation. Yeah, is that, is that a word? Condemnation. No, that's that sounds like nation of condoms. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 <there's, laughs> yeah, be safe out there. Um, there, there is. I feel like there is this need to do that. Like, I'm not the biggest ketchup person. Um, y'all do put. I'll put on a burger, but I, pr- I prefer mayo on a burger. Nah. Yeah, I put mayo on a burger over ketchup, especially no. like some like. I'm not doing mayo. that. No. I'm not doing that. I put barbecue well, clearly. sauce. I put barbecue if sauce. It's a, it, See, yeah. my my condiment is barbecue sauce. I like ketchup also, but I put barbecue sauce on grilled chicken. I'll mix it with a burger, maybe. Um, yeah, if I even. You're dipping use your it. fries in some barbecue sauce. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's bad because it's Absolutely. not. Bad. I'm dipping my fries in barbecue sauce uh, sometimes before ketchup. I'd rather dip my. If both are available, I'm probably going the barbecue sauce route. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. I just love barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. You, you really love that barbecue. You sauce. love it a little too much, I believe. I'll no. dip it with quesadillas. Yes, if it's, if it's I've a seen him do that. Yeah, yeah. Over like a sour that. cream. I'm not a big sour cream guy. He doesn't like sour cream, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't want to be... Some people call me weird. Now, Ryan could give you his reveal on what he found out that I don't like or don't like to do. What? What is it? Uh, damn, I already forgot. Around. You're not that old. You don't <laughs> get this. What so, Brian you discovered like? that I do not like... Oh, syrup. Yes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Bury the lead. Yeah, just, just talk. Not... This is stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not stupid. So I do not like to put uh, when I have pancakes. I do not like syrup on pancakes. Syrup, but, it's just too sweet and sugar. What do you for me. put? But on you know what? I don't. I don't put butter. I just put a little butter, just melted butter. That's fine. Butter? That's. Fine. I don't it's blame okay. you. I don't blame you because in some cases, but uh, even though I'm not crazy about butter necessarily, like I'm. I don't. I'm not the type of person that needs butter with. I'm not really crazy anything. about pancakes. Period. Yeah, I think pancakes are overrated as a whole. Pancakes are overrated? I'm not I'm not a pancake guy. As it's opposed just... to what for breakfast? Like what's be- what's better than a buttermilk fluffy pancake? I like Some steak and eggs, eggs, I told you. Home fries. Steak like... my favorite my favorite breakfast. My favorite breakfast. I is... think steak and eggs is overrated. My favorite breakfast, you're you're wallin'. I think my... you're I think you're overrated. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> I don't think I'm rated personally. <laughs> but um what's it called? Probably not. Steak and eggs and then the stuff that I usually get at this diner in my neighborhood, grilled chicken. Home fries and wait, wait, wait. So egg whites, scrambled So you're egg one whites. of those people that wants to make sure you try to combine the dinner with the breakfast. No, grilled chicken. I didn't see it as a breakfast food until like my brother kind of showed me the way I want. It's not a breakfast food. It could be if you it, eat it with I mean, eggs. Because you can be no, no, because chicken and eggs you can eat that together. That makes sense. You can. I'm but, starving right now. You can, but an I, egg I, white I, sandwich sound is kinda, pretty good. I kind of rather have the sausage. Nah, I wouldn't. So, so I told you, steak and eggs for me is a little overrated, and maybe part we discussed this off air. Um, I might, I might, I might clip that where you said you'd rather have the sausage <laughs> <laughs> because you're immature. You see, that's Ryan's immature, like Uba Duba Diba Bane. <laughs> <laughs> I support that soundboard clip. I do. He's a child in a 24-year-old <laughs> yeah, man's body. I, I'd rather have the Soon sausage. Soon to be 25. I'd rather have the sausage, but I won't have the mayonnaise because it looks like ejaculation. That's Ryan in a nutshell. <laughs> That's Ryan in a Yo, nutshell. he got you. That's Ryan in a nutshell. It is. No, but I, no, but I told I you I don't like, like the taste mayo. of mayo. I don't like the taste of mayo, and I don't see the need for it. Like I've tried it, I'm like, ugh, it doesn't do anything for my burger. I'd rather just put cheese on there. I mean, that's and I'm not, and I'm, I, I eat less cheese than I used to. I'm probably gonna cut back on milk 
Oh, uh, so yeah. Just change your milk that you drink. You just do that. Well, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I'm, I'm thinking about just cutting it out together. Just see how it makes me feel. We talked about that before. I mean, this is all fine for breakfast as long as you're not yeah. drinking bright and early. It's all good. <laughs> like do, it's all fine. Do I drink milk with breakfast? Um, it depends. It depends what I have. It's a like, lot of dairy with the eggs, man. Not, yeah. it, no, but yeah, I, it's lot, but I, it's usually not with eggs. I'm trying to think. Like, uh, for example, if on the occasion where I would have pancakes. If I had pancakes, I'd probably have it with milk. I think. No, I probably go orange juice. I probably go orange juice. Man. I usually go orange juice anyway. You know, you know. What Other I mean? than cereal, I tend to skip breakfast. I used to do that too. I'd be bad. I used to be I bad. Skip no, breakfast no, no, no. But now, now I've been better at it. Now I generally, I've been really better about this in the last couple of months. But you know what I've learned from this podcast? What's that? There's a lot of things being ruined. Brian's ruining breakfast. He ruined mayonnaise. <laughs> judges are ruining boxing <laughs> and there are some people like Brian who are trying to ruin the college football playoff system don't come to me with that yeah I'm coming to you with that yeah I'm coming to you with that yeah oh As if, you know what people are trying to ruin things I don't think so he had it people cute. are trying to ruin things <laughs> I think I think with um... and you're ruining the soundboard that's for sure <laughs> I think Clip with Brad there's a lot more sound yeah, no cut that so this is Dexter's reaction to what I'm doing Delete, corny, delete, get out of here, delete, get out of here. <laughs> agree, so, agree. So with with um with breakfast, yeah, I, I, I like I don't know. I like chicken. Like you never had you never had steak? You never had like steak for breakfast? No, I did. Steak's I mean, so yeah, you heavy. said you said you had so what? It, I was for breakfast breakfast it's good for breakfast to be your biggest meal. You do know that, right? No, I skip breakfast. I don't no, agree. It's not good to skip breakfast. Agree. I can agree on that. But yeah, yeah, you can't. You're wild. You can't skip breakfast. I mean, you can skip like, breakfast. Like, at the very least, good at the very least, I'm putting cereal in my system because I... I skip breakfast 99% of the time. That's not good. Yeah, it's not. I used to do that. It's really not good. I literally, I get up in the morning, I go to work, I work half my shift, I get a lunch break, sometimes dinner. I'm not a big breakfast person, but I've, I've adjusted, I think because my schedule's sort of changed in life, so now I have to be. But before, I think because I used to go to bed a lot late, wake up a lot later, I kind of just skipped breakfast. I kind of got up when it was like brunch time. So that's mm-hmm. just what I did. I have breakfast on my days off, I usually. I don't really have breakfast when I'm going to work. Like I'll get up, get ready, go to work. I could have a little snack in the morning at work, like a little granola bar or something, but I don't like big breakfast. I can, but see, that I, I get can the understand. itis very easily. So I don't think that it's- I can understand, but I still do think it's important too. What something in your what do you stomach. what what does the room feel about brunch, like brunch feel, like? What, what I feel brunch. about brunch. What well, what is brunch technically? Like brunch is a period of time that should be, uh, in the late morning between breakfast and lunch. That's technically what like it's eleven a.m. ish. But what 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 qualifies as brunch food? I guess is what I'm getting at. A combination of what could be breakfast or lunch. So that would be you my have, that would be my grilled chicken, my grilled chicken with home fries, whatever. Because I've eaten that. I eat that usually in that hour where it's like almost eleven, where it's like ten thirty yeah, or brunch, whatever. That's a brunch dish to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a very brunchish dish. See, because that's more because br- I don't. The whole people. The reason why people love brunch is because it's also in this kind of acceptable hour where you could also drink with your somewhat breakfast food. See, so I don't drink. That's why I was. Con- I was. That's why I yeah. was confused about that because I don't drink. Yeah, I'm so just, I'm like, do does that still count as brunch if I don't have like a fucking no. mimosa or something like that? Nah, you can I mean, go censor that later. I'll, I'll, I'll censor that. I mean, we know you never have a mimosa. <laughs> no, it still counts as brunch. You don't have to have a drink with it for it to be brunch. No, it's no. just that you know. I mean, like, I feel like nobody wants to. Nobody What's who's a mimosa? not an alcoholic. Is mimosa just like champagne with juice or something? Yeah, like champagne that? with like orange. Juice. It looks like orange juice. Yeah. I forget if that's actually Bellini. I forget which is the exact one. I've but... never actually had a mimosa. Yeah. That's why I ask. No, it's but good. I've I've never had a drink that early in the morning unless I'm on vacation. Nah, you gotta y'all need to go y'all need to go have some brunch and you need to go have yourself a mimosa or a Bellini. It's good. I don't do brunch. It's nice. Why? Only in my house. You're you anti. You I don't do. I don't go outside and be like, "Oh my god, I want brunch today." You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do that. Why'd you try to make it sound like you were somehow like? A I I, ha- I dipped my toe halfway in and then I kind of like ejected. Why? Yo, you need to. Go, you should go ejected to- like what people do you when know, they put mayo a- on their sandwiches. Wow. He lives in a neighborhood where there's a lot of nice brunch spots. I can see that. And he doesn't take advantage of it. Yeah, that's messed up. Your brunch is dope. Yeah, it's, she 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 likes, it's a good, she it's likes a, my area. It's a good it's a good thing to do on the I don't know why you be I don't know why you be there, but and like you, whatever. A good thing to do on the weekends and when you want to meet up with people, like it's my, a nice time. I like your neighborhood. Sorry. You know when you're gonna appreciate brunch? Well a lot of people like Ridgewood. You're gonna appreciate you brunch. You like Ridgewood too. No, I don't. You're gonna appreciate <laughs> brunch. <laughs> I don't. You're gonna appreciate brunch when you get older. 
I'll tell you why. Because you know what? It's like when you want to do something to meet up with somebody on the weekends, but it's not like too late. I've done that. Yeah. I've done so that's, that. That's, that's, that's when you appreciate I've done that with people. I actually want to get into why you don't like Ridgewood, though. I kind of, I'm kind of curious about that. Because parts of Ridgewood are bordering Bushwick, which has changed a lot, and it's kind of like fake Brooklyn. So, nah. It's, are you trying? We're a little Williamsburg-y now. But remember, yeah. I've been I've been there I've been there my I mean, whole life, so I've seen the changes. Yeah, and like people, it used to be. Uh, I mean, used... it's gonna seep into your neighborhood. I hope you know, like it's, it, it's uh, like it, I'm it's, kind of gentrification safer where I live in Brooklyn right now. It's but it's seeping everywhere. Like if you it, just go, even in my neighborhood, I live in a predominantly like Hispanic neighborhood, but it's, but it's seeping it, in. It's seeping in like. Little by little, and you see these little weird cafes opening up, and I'm just that's like, the sign of gentrification. Where, weird cafes. Where, yeah, where, what is this? That. Never seen this little. There's a lot of that. Diners. There's a lot of that on the way to Bushwick and stuff like that. I don't mind diners necessarily. But you love some diners. Yeah, I do, but it depends. What, it de- it also depends what. Like I'm not into like coffee shops and stuff like that. They have like there, they have, there's a difference. There's a coffee shop that's a bookstore in his neighborhood. That that's, sounds dope. It's a bookstore, but it's also a coffee shop. Uh, what's, I forgot the name of it. It's right by the bookstore. Are shop. you anti this too? Anti what? The bookstore coffee shop. And they have a little seating area outside. Well, if it's a place I can get work done. There you mm-hmm. go. Because I go, I go to a couple cafes in my neighborhood to get work done. A lot of people done. go to Starbucks. No, I, like, I don't have a Starbucks in my neighborhood, so I, me, go, I do that. Me neither, mm-hmm. but I like, um, well, this isn't even in my neighborhood. Oh, no, I like Starbucks. This isn't in my neighborhood, but I've gotten work done at the library right off Bryant Park, right next to oh, it. Yeah, that's nothing done, wrong with that. I've done that before. I've done work at Bryant Park. There's nothing wrong with that, too. I caught Pokemon at Bryant Park when oh, Pokemon God. Go was popping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Everyone's playing again. What are you saying? Please. Not me. I'm not playing again. Yeah, thank God. I'm going to get a Pokemon game Gr- when oh, I get I the... Just when it. I was about to say Brian has grown up, he said he's about to buy Pokemon <laughs> He wants to get a Switch, I think. So he can play more Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, I want to get a Switch, but when, when the right game comes out. Not right now. There's, there's great games for that already. Like Zelda. I'm talking about Pokemon. Mario though. Kart. I was never Mario. into Zelda that like that. Okay, we're not. Oh, gonna my talk, brother's a Pokemon. big Zelda. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I was never into. But remember, I'm not into that many like animes and stuff like that. Most of the games I played it's growing anime, up. Most of the games okay. I played growing up. It's not anime. No, it's not. How's it not anime? It's not an anime because it's it's not based on any like cartoon anime. It's just a game. It's not like a Dragon it's just, Ball. It came Z out as animated game. Oh. Well, I mean, anime and animated games. Yeah, are two it was just a game things. that came out in 1989 or 88 or whatever. But see, like growing up, other than like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, and the occasional Mario game, it'd mostly be Madden. I'm a big MVP, sports guy. MVP too. baseball. Here we go with the list of games that Brian's Fight ever played night. in his career. Fight night. I, That'll surprise you, right? I'm Brian Fonseca. I played mo- <laughs> NBA Live 99. No, I, the first one I got was 2004. See, Vince Carter see, on the cover. See, you got to let everybody know. <laughs> the year that the Knicks traded for Stephon Marbury. And, and I have all of them saved in my mother's closet. I wish. Oh, God, I wish. I would summon them right now. I'm so mad at my mom. For I would pop in Raw 2 and here comes the pain right now. See, I could be really immature with what you just said right there because that was real... <laughs> um, but I won't because I won't ruin everything like some people have done on this podcast see here comes the pain was dope okay <laughs> <laughs> graphics for a 2003 PlayStation game was not bad all not I played bad. was WWF on Nintendo 64 I love that you mentioned that WWF I love when somebody does that for it's WWE that, that game was one of the best games they upset ever had. When they changed it to WWE, yeah, I didn't, I didn't I was like it. Just like, yeah, but it was the World Life, World Wildlife Fun, or whatever. Yeah, so they had Worldwide that. Worldwide Entertainment. I don't yeah, know. they, had, they had the concept. same name for like forty something years, and then they decided, hey, we're gonna change it off to an E. Yeah. yeah, whatever. All right, well, this podcast, Brian's ruined, as I said before, a lot of things. People are ruining things. We have to stop them out there. All right, <laughs> and and one thing that definitely can be ruined is a soundboard. But before we go, somebody disable it. We always have. Yeah, somebody needs to disable it. I wish uh, our producer Caleb would just pull out the aux cord uh, and just throw <laughs> Brian's laptop. Out, Arby's out the door. Mm. Arby's is trash. That doesn't even. That doesn't even <laughs> shit. That has nothing to do with anything. The well, aux we were, cord we're, is in my we hand, for, Dexter. We, for, we forgot about we forgot about other meat. So I just uh, wanted to bring that up. Yeah, well, they we are the meats, which are which is the questionable. Uh, I think Pusha T anyway. is responsible for that. He said that on Joe Budden's podcast that he oh. wrote that also. That and the McDonald's jingle. Interesting. Yeah. All oh, right. Some of John Bef- before before we, ba da ba ba, I'm loving it. All right, I forgot. I Bef- don't eat that. Bef- yeah, as you should not. Before we go, <laughs> yeah, we, we we do have to pick a number. Um, we are in the fifties again for episode fifty-five. Uh, a bunch of interesting names. Take it away, Brian. Roy Hibbert. Yeah. Woo! 
I was a big Roy Hibbert fan, man. <laughs> Especially at Georgetown. Yeah, I still don't like that block he had on Kevin Rowland Anthony Game 6 of the 2013 semifinals Eastern Conference. Crowning moment for him. Uh, the Kimmy Mutombo. He's a strong candidate. Notch. Strong candidate. Very strong. White chocolate. I was a fan Jason of white Will. chocolate. Back I mean, too. Yeah. I might go this route. Yep. Kiki Vandaway. White chocolate is also a dope name. No. Yeah. Oral Hershiser. Mm. Kevin Apier. No. Hideki Matsui. Great Yankee. He was a fan <laughs> of Matsui. Pedro Feliciano. No, mm. oh, I thought you would have a problem with that. Okay. Uh, I guess wrong. Uh, Derek Brooks. Great linebacker. The late Junior Seau. Great linebacker. Terrell Suggs. Great player. Not a great linebacker. Great I mean, he's linebacker. DN too. I was like, yeah, because he played some DN. That's why I said yeah. player. Joey Porter. Yeah, one of my favorite linebackers of right. all time. Right. Yes, honestly. Willie McGinnis. Good names. This is a good list. This is a good one. Yeah. 55 yep. is a good, good. number. Yep. Uh, Lance Briggs. That was a good one. And John Abraham Former with Jet. the Falcons. Who wore 97 with the Jets. Um, 94. 94, sorry. Yeah, oh, good job by me. Yeah. I, you know what, man? I was going to go in with Tumbo because I just love the no, 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 no. You might go and, to Jason and, and Williams. Thing, well, I'm thinking about Jason Williams because I just love white chocolate. <laughs> and if you remember, his just game is so flashy, the passes um, on those early Kings teams. His number's not as good as I remember. I thought that he put up better numbers. And those back Grizzlies the teams. No, nah, yeah. but he. I love the way he played. Me too. No, me Handles, too. Handles, he could pass. Yeah. Um, White chocolate. Let's go with some white. I like. I love. We we had chocolate Agreed. thunder uh, recently, true. and now we got some white chocolate. That's true. All right. Fifty-five. Yeah. Jason Williams. So if you like the white chocolate, you shall be happy. All right. Well, at least we didn't ruin the number. Yeah. We didn't ruin that. Well, fifty-six is going to be bad. Yeah. yeah. You'll probably find a way to ruin that. Fifty-seven is going to be easy though. So I'm looking forward to that. I know who you're probably going with. Yeah, right. I, right. I think I know who you're going with there. <laughs> All right. That's it for this episode of Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Hopefully, we did not ruin it for you. It is number 55. As always, we thank you for your support. Please continue to support us. Be sure to check out our store on TeePublic. I know some right. of you guys got some stuff through our recent Black Friday. There's going to be another sale. sale. There's yeah. another sale coming up. We'll guys let you know more about that. Also, check out Patreon. You can become a patron for as little as $3 a month and get some free content. Backpack broadcasting. Well, not free. Excuse me. Bonus content for you. Backpack broadcasting. And also be sure to give us your support by helping us out with the survey that we have in the show notes for this episode. That's it for Brian. He is staying away from the soundboard and trying not to ruin the end of this episode or anything else. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'll be all right. (laughs) He's having some self-control. I thought about it. I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, "Ah." self-control is good. Uh, Be sure to eat a lot of mayonnaise. And until next time, we're out. Peace. Peace.